0: Morning. It is great to, to be here this morning, to see each of you. To worship. This morning's topic sometimes can be a little tough one to, to talk about. But I'm going to talk about it anyway. It's uh it's really well the topic is about serving our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So that's, that's a topic that's really important. But when we decide that we're going to serve our Lord, we submit everything to Him. And part of that's our finances and, and doing what we're supposed to do with what we're blessed with. So this morning, we're going to go in that direction. Um, may have told this story before. Y'all have seen me... Uh, quite often so if i've told a story before just listen and smile or tell me hey you told us that one i mean my students get to see me every day and i repeat stories a little bit for them and heck Rhonda don't even get weekends off so she's she's heard most of them (laughs) but um while i was growing up we didn't have a a whole lot we were blessed we we were tight-knit family uh, blessed there were Growing up there were three kids my, my my younger sister was born after after I was the youngest growing up and she was born actually uh, after I was an adult but there were three of us growing up and we lived in a very small house with uh, of course my mom and dad but also my grandmother's my grandmother's house and uh, I don't ever remember ever a lesson on finances or money growing up or, or anywhere but somehow I understood some of the things about how personal finance works. I don't know how I got those. The only thing I can remember is when I was growing up I grew up about a hundred yards from Rush Strong School and there was a high school there then and man they had great basketball or to me it was great. To me that gym when they would come out in their shiny orange and blue breeches and Shoot layups, I mean, I'm thinking, man, that's all I want to do right there. But one of the things, again, we didn't grow up with a whole lot, but we were blessed. But one of the things we got to do was go to those high school basketball games. My dad would take the three of us over to watch those basketball games, and that was a treat. And he would give us a little bit of money. Not a whole bunch, but just a little bit, you know, for some popcorn and drinks And even though we weren't uh, blessed with a whole lot, we were spoiled. We had three adults taking care of us. But when we'd go to the game, my dad would give us 50 cents. I don't remember the amount. But all I remember was I would keep it in my pocket. And I'd always have a nickel left over from the time. At least a nickel left over. And I would buy me one of those charmed suckers. And I'd put it in my mouth. And I'd keep it till time to go home. And my brother and sister would look at me and say, don't you want any popcorn? Don't you want a Coke? Don't you want to get anything for the concession stand? And their money would be gone. They said, you don't want any of that? I said, no. I said, I'm going to sit here and watch basketball. I got my sucker. And there's two ladies about 100 yards from here. They'll fix me all the popcorn I want. Give me all the Coke I want. They don't charge me a dime. (laughs) So that's the first time I ever remember, you know, dealing or handling with money. Now, as an adult, I'm blessed with a, with a wife who uh, knows a little bit about money. And we've always had this equal partnership with finances uh, because I think it's important to do that. When, and when I do some counseling for couples who are getting married, younger couples, I talk about finances. That's one of the first things I talk about because that's one of the first things that that, that really Starts problems in marriages. So, Ron and I have been married 37 years. We've had this one thing. We're, we're partners. She makes the money. I spend it. <laughs> and it's worked out real well for me. But again, this morning, I want to concentrate a little bit on taking care of the things that we're blessed with. Taking care of the things we're blessed with. I want to read a scripture from 1 Timothy. And I'm going to read uh, chapter 6, verses 6 through 10, and then 17 through 19. Of course, there is great gain in godliness combined with contentment. For we brought nothing into the world, so we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with these. But those who want to be rich into temptation are fallen into temptation and trapped by many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And in its eagerness to be rich, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pains. Command those who are rich in the presence of the The world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides for us, provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age. So that they may take hold of the, life that is, of the life that is truly life. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for uh, allowing us to be here. Lord, just thank you for blessing us with way more than we need. Lord, this morning as we study this scripture, I pray that uh, each person here, each person who may be listening online, Lord, they receive the, the message that you have for them this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible actually talks a great deal about money. It mentions money and riches and wealth a whole lot. And sometimes we have some misconceptions about money. Again, I've taught personal finance uh, a little bit, and I've actually uh, helped some other people along the way with some finance things. and, And it's okay, it's a part of life. Finances are a part of, uh, of, of what we do, how we live. I mean, we need money. We need resources to, to live. So how we handle those resources is what's important. Uh, I've talked to several people who said, oh, I'm a really good money person. What I've come to realize is nobody's a really good money person. Money can't do anything. I can show you a dollar bill or whatever, and I can lay it here, and you don't manage money. You never manage money. You know what a dollar bill will do if I lay it right there? It will lay right there. It can't do anything. Right? So what we really manage is ourselves. Nobody manages money. We manage ourselves. We manage our habits, our spending habits. What we do with what we're blessed with. Right? Money has no mind. Money's neither good nor evil. It can't be. It's what we do with it that's either good or evil. You see, one of the misconceptions that we have, I'm gonna talk about two misconceptions really quick. And one is that God condemns people for being rich. And the thing about it is he hates false gain. He thinks he hates wrong motives. He despises greed. But some of his people are blessed with with resources. We're all blessed with resources, but some are blessed with more resources than others. Some of the most godly people in the Bible are rich. Job, Abraham, Joseph, David, Solomon, to name a few. So it's not the rich itself that God hates. It's kind of the motives. It's kind of sometimes the way people may get rich. Another misconception is that money provides ultimate security. A lot of people think that. Man, if I just had, didn't have to worry about money at all, then I'd be secure in everything that I do. Proverbs 23, 4 and 5 says, Do not wear yourself out to get rich. Be wise enough to desist. When your eyes light up upon it, It is gone, for suddenly it takes wings to itself, flying like an eagle toward heaven. And Jesus says in Luke 12, 15, Take care, be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Again, money itself is neither good or bad. It's how we handle what we're blessed with. You see, the Bible also teaches that both rich and poor fight some of the same battles. If you look at depression, you look at other things that people fight, really their money has nothing to do with it. The ultimate security is not found in a checking account. It's not found in a huge house. It's not found in a, in a large savings account. Our ultimate security is found in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. That's where our security is. But you see, again, if you look at rich people, you look at people who don't have as much, they often, when they fall in traps, they they still envy others and they have greed for more. You see, our passage this morning addresses several attitudes that often accompany money. And then it goes on to give us instructions There's three sections of this scripture. There's there's one section that that, that is full of reminders. There's a section that's full of warnings. And the last section is full of commands. You see, the first section that we need to remember is reminders. It's reminders to folks like us, people who are not rich. People who are not rich. That's what the reminder is for. Sometimes we think... And we get confused about the pursuit of wealth. We all want to be successful. We all want to have enough to live on. We all want to have some security. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. What gets in the way when we make that our God, our own pursuit, the what we're looking for, our soul satisfaction, that's where the pursuit of riches comes in. It comes in in a bad way. Is is how we treat it as a pursuit of the ultimate goal in life. Becoming rich is not the ultimate goal in ro- life. Having a relationship with Jesus Christ—that's the ultimate goal in life. Oftentimes, you hear a lot of preachers. what I I call the prosperity gospel. And they'll teach stewardship in a way that, hey, if you give your money, good things are going to happen. You see it a lot on Facebook, too. If you send your money and share this post 15 times, then you're not going to have to worry about anything. Have you seen those? They're not true. What I'm here to tell you today is we are called to do the right thing with money, but God is not broke. God is not broke. We're called to give money, we're called to share our resources, but it's not for God, it's for us. It's for us and our walk with Christ is why we're called to share our resources. That's why we're called not to be greedy, not to be envious. It's for us. Because when we do, anything in the world can be an idol. Anything in the world could be an idol. Again, we sometimes misquote this scripture and say money is the root of all evil. In reality, it says the love of money. The love of money is one of the roots of evil. It's when we put money ahead of everything, ahead of our relationships with each other, ahead of what we do for others, we become greedy. We become greedy. It's hard not to when that's what we put our sole purpose in. Sometimes we look at other people and think, man, if we just had what they had, we become very envious. Man, I wish I had that. I wish I had that. Have you ever thought that way? Have you ever seen anybody that, that, that thinks that way? That you put so much respect on the value of things that it devalues your relationship with God. That's when you get in trouble. When you get those things out of order. And again, it could be money. It could be anything. It could be well, any idol. It could be anything where we place that, 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 that whatever it may be, money or uh, your golf game or, uh, or uh, whatever, above our relationship with Christ, above the pursuit of loving Jesus Christ with our whole heart, our mind, and our soul. When we get those out of the way, that's when we run into trouble. That's when we become greedy and envious. You see, when we're, godly, when we're pursuing godliness, when we're pursuing godliness and not wealth, we become content with what we have. We recognize that we're not wanting for any food. We're not wanting for clothes on our back. God has provided us with everything we need. We start recognizing that when we see that our relationship with God is much more important than anything that we can buy. We live in a world now, we can, with one or two clicks, we can order anything in the world and have it here tomorrow. But it's not gonna make you happy. It's not gonna make you happy. In America, we're the ultimate consumers. We consume, we consume, we consume. We waste, we consume, we waste, we consume. And it's a cycle. Everything we have is disposable. And some people get a rush from just the process of spending money. Have you ever seen anybody like that? It's just, if they're shopping, they're happy. If they're buying, they're they're happy. Even folks that don't have a whole lot. And when you do that, when that becomes your sole purpose, then... Again, that envy comes in. You're trying to fill a hole that can only be filled by the Holy Spirit. That can only be filled by a relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, that's the reminders that we have for those of us who are not rich. And then there's warnings for the ones who want to get rich. Again, there's nothing wrong with pursuing some financial goals. There's nothing wrong with it. As long as, again, that's not the number one purpose in our life. The number one purpose in our life needs to be helping each other. There's people in need. I said in America that we are the ultimate consumers. There's still people in need. In the United States of America, there are kids that are gonna go home hungry tonight. There are kids that gonna not know where their parents are when they go to bed tonight. They're people with needs. We're called to share the, our resources with people. We're called to serve others. Some of the most wealthy people that I've had the pleasure of knowing are some of the most benevolent people. Some of the most benevolent people. And I've seen some of the, the, the least blessed with, with worldly Goods that are also some of the most benevolent people. Most of us fall right in the middle of that, somewhere in between. You see, we're called to share, we're called to take care of each other, we're called to serve one another. Again, there's all kinds of people in need right now. You don't have to go far from this church to see it. You don't have to go far. Now, we're blessed to live in a community that we take care of each other pretty well. We're blessed to to be in a church where we take care of our neighbors. I I, I applaud this church and this community for that. During COVID, it was evident, but it's evident every day if you look for it. There are some generous people around here. No matter, regardless of our situation, we're still called to help each other. You see, because the danger... Again, it's not money itself, it's the love of money. When we start loving money, then it's harder to help each other. When we start loving money more than we love each other, we love our possessions more than we love each other, then we quit helping each other. That's the danger. You see, that's the warning to us. The warning is that we cannot put the love of money ahead of the love of each other and the love of a relationship with Jesus Christ. And then uh, the final section is commands. Commands to those who are rich. Commands to those who are blessed with wealth. And it's not, do not be haughty. Don't be arrogant. If you're blessed with financial resources, it's not because of you. I promise you. It's not. You can say, well, I'm gifted at selling or I'm gifted at, this or I'm a gifted, whatever you're gifted at, it came from God. Everything we have comes from God. Our gifts, our talents, our resources. So we can't brag about anything. And the other thing is, we, if you are blessed with great financial success, you can't put your trust and your security in that. Because it says in that scripture that we didn't bring anything into this world and nothing's going to go out with us. When we leave, we're all going to leave the same way. So our security needs to be somewhere else. Our security needs to be in a relationship with a Savior that can save our souls. And also, we're, we're called to be generous. And that scripture in the 18th verse, it says, Do good, be rich in good works. Be rich in good works. Doesn't mean that good works can save you. But when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ and you have some resources, you want to use those resources to help other people. Be willing to give. Be willing to share. It's what we're called to do. But I want to remind you, it's for you. It's for your purposes. It's for your relationship with God. It's why we're called to do these good works and why we're called to share. I want to end with a few more reminders. And the first one, if you're struggling to make ends meet, Sometimes we still got to be careful about what we do with what we're blessed with, our, our, our resources. Number one, we can't be envious. We can't be envious and we've, gotta, we've got to be, um, we've, we've got to actually plan and, and, and use our resources in not a wasteful way. And when we have food on our table, and clothes on our back, we need to be content. We need to be content. For the ones who are engaged in the pursuit of money, don't make that be your sole purpose. Money cannot buy you peace. It cannot buy you happiness. It cannot buy you love. It cannot buy you satisfaction. You see, the only thing that can give you those things is a relationship with Jesus Christ. The only thing that can give you the things that last for an eternity is a relationship with Jesus Christ. You can't buy it on Amazon. You can't one-click it. You can't one-click it and it'll be here tomorrow. The only way that you can get these things, the only things that you can find these treasures, peace, happiness, love, and satisfaction is through that relationship with Jesus Christ. Again, John 10.10 reminds us that the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come to give him life and give it to him more abundantly. The abundance that God has promised us and that Jesus tells us about in that scripture is found only in a relationship with him. Those are the things we can carry with us. Those things we can carry with us. We can pass them along. Peace, happiness, love, Satisfaction; Those are the eternal things that Paul writes about in Galatians 5.22. They last forever. You see, there's redemption in the blood of Jesus Christ. There's forgiveness of your shortcomings in a relationship of Jesus Christ. Those things can't be bought with wealth. So we need to be obedient to a calling. And we all have a calling, regardless of what resources we've been blessed with. So what I'm telling you is, if you're rich, you need to be rich and godly. If you've been blessed with that wealth, you need to be looking for what God wants you to do with your resources. If you're not rich, if you're poor, we need to be poor and godly. If we're somewhere in between... We need to be somewhere in between and godly. Our pursuit is not to get rich. Our pursuit is not for financial security. Our pursuit is for spiritual security. Our pursuit is for a relationship with Jesus Christ. Our pursuit is to be more like Jesus Christ every day that we live. That's what the scripture is about. Just like personal finance is really not about money. It's about you. It's about me. It's about our the way we, the decisions we make. This scripture is really not about wealth and money. It's really about us. It's about the decisions that we make with what we've been blessed with. How are we going to help each other? How in the world, if you see somebody in need, can you help them? Again, I told you earlier, we're pretty blessed in the United States of America, but we still got some hurting people that need help. That's where we'll find our riches. That's where we'll find our wealth. It's through a relationship with Christ and in turn helping other people. And if you're here this morning and and you don't really have that relationship with Jesus Christ, and you don't know what, all this means, and, and, and you may be pursuing riches, you may be pursuing things that don't last forever. And you want to come to that knowing relationship with Jesus Christ this morning. I pray you make that decision. Again, that is one decision that when your time on Earth is gone, that you will take with you. other things are temporary. Let me pray. Heavenly Father. Thank you so much for for blessing us with way more than we definitely deserve, Lord, but also way more than we need. Lord, I just pray that uh, we use the things that you've blessed us with uh, for your kingdom, Lord, to to help each other, to help each other, just to lift each other up in times of need. Lord, I pray that uh, if there's anyone here or listening online, Lord, that does not have that relationship with you, Lord, that has not made that Commitment to follow you, Lord, and to to be in pursuit of wealth in, in, in spiritual things rather than physical things. Lord, I pray that they come to that knowing, loving relationship with you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.